This is episode number 31 of Under 10, a mini podcast on intimacy with Dr. Jessica Tartaro. That's me. Last episode, I introduced you to the concept of the wild feminine and the level of attention it takes to build trust with this sensitive part in all of us. This week, I want to talk about crying the act of allowing tears to leak out your eyes in response to the arising of emotion. As we begin this episode, I invite you to ask yourself, when was the last time I cried? And just notice the answer and any thoughts or judgments that follow, and keep breathing as you continue to listen. Crying is an involuntary act, meaning We can't force ourselves or make ourselves cry. Instead of a making it happen kind of thing, it's a getting out of the way kind of thing. Like sneezing or throwing up or full belly laughs or going into labor or orgasm. Crying asks that we let go of control to let it happen. When you let yourself have a particularly good, full cry, you might be able to relate to a feeling of waves coursing through you with those surges when the tears are hot, forceful, and wet, and then a slowing, ebbing, and stillness, all charted by its own seeming intelligence. In this way, crying is a powerful gateway to our emotions and tells us a lot about our capacity to surrender and let feelings flow through us. If you have the privilege of being around children, you know that especially when young, our children cry with their full bodies. We came into this world knowing how to give ourselves to our tears wailing, moaning, flinging themselves around and sobbing, children often remind us what's possible when we lack inhibition around crying. This past week, my nine-year-old niece unfortunately broke her arm at cheer camp in a particularly enthusiastic back handspring. My brother sent our family pictures of her sitting in the hospital bed as she was waiting for the pain meds to kick in. Her little face was red and drawn, pain was radiating out of her watery eyes, and every time I looked at that picture, I felt an electric shock of sadness down my spine. There was no question that Bella had given herself over to her tears. By adulthood, many of us have misplaced the connection between our bodies and our tears. With that valve less open than it is in childhood, our adult crying is often a much more controlled experience. I have sat with many adults while crying, and more often than not, we sit in silence with precious streams rolling down precious cheeks without sound or movement. These moments are no less powerful for their stillness. They are the opening that is available in that moment. I often encourage the people I have the honor of crying with to keep breathing as a way to keep opening into this space. Sometimes I invite my clients to gently sigh and add sound if possible to help the opening widen. It takes time to learn to make noise again and let the body fall into the crashing waves. Control is hard to let go of and often for very good reasons. The daughter of a client I have been working with for several months asked her mom recently if she had cried yet in our sessions. 
after she told me, my client and I explored the significance of that question because, for the most part, she hadn't cried in our work together. I emphasized this was not a bad thing. It was just information. She happens to be embroiled in a family situation that is toxic, damaging, and unpredictable, around which she is slowly learning to set boundaries. Together, we entertained the likely possibility that her tears are on the other side of those boundaries, as in, until she feels safer, her tears will stay in hiding. She can't release control yet because that vulnerability would be a mismatch for the lack of support and safety in her environment. This fact of tears staying distant while we are in the battlefield is a very real and very intelligent phenomenon. In times of stress, you may have the experience that your emotions are out of reach, as if your tears are locked away in a distant security box which is precisely what's going on. Your emotional body is keeping itself safe. When you finally get out of the unhealthy marriage or stressful job or find a community that loves you in the way you've always wanted, your emotions may finally feel ready to crack out of the security box and pour out, which can feel counterintuitive. You might think, but I'm happy. Why am I crying? It's often that the emotion that had been stored up while you needed to brace against life and fight your way out can now finally release. As you widen the control valve between you and your tears, you may discover that crying isn't just about feeling sad either. Crying is a way that our emotional bodies say to us and our environment, I am intact, I am supple, I am paying attention to life, and I am letting myself be impacted by it. I feel safe enough to come out. This weekend, I saw a friend of mine who was about to give birth. Though I have seen her in Zoom meetings over the past year, I haven't been able to track her growing belly or the changes transforming her body. On Saturday afternoon, when I walked into the thickly carpeted room in her mother's home and saw her sitting on the floor with her full, round baby belly and the vitality bursting out of her, I knelt down to embrace her and tears leapt to my eyes. As she invited me to put my hands on her taut womb and greet her child, I wept. The wetness trickling down my face came from a tender mix of feelings, joy, awe, wonder, a cherishing of this friendship, the miracle of life, my own yearning for children, a relief to touch again. My tears said all of that and more and were helping me welcome that array of feelings into my body. As you are listening, you might ask yourself, I cry when I feel, and then fill in the blank. What are the feelings? I'm afraid a lot of us learned that crying is a sign of defeat something to avoid, a thing we do from weakness, and something to keep at bay in others around us as well. From my perspective, the ability to cry is something I want to protect in myself and others. Instead of trying to resist crying, we can think of crying like a sign of health and a sign that we're no longer numb, but now able to respond to life. Welcoming tears definitely takes courage, and as the tears flow, they also widen our courage. Like all the things I teach, crying too can be a practice and takes practice. 
It can also sometimes happen that we may not be able to find our tears until we are in the company of someone else who we trust. You may have noticed the experience of holding an intense amount of stress and strain alone and tearlessly, and then walking into the presence of a friend or loved one and the tears melting out of you as you soften instinctively in their company. Sometimes we need the extra heart space of a trusted other to give our tears room to breathe. Here's this week's homework. If you are someone who feels your tears are in a safe box locked away, you might consider offering a gentle gratitude inside for those protections and getting curious about where your tears are living. There is absolutely nothing wrong with you if you don't cry regularly. It is simply information and is something you can start to pay attention to. The shift here is in realizing that crying can be an ally. It's like an unclogging of a drain and is something you may eventually learn to welcome rather than resist. There may be moments when tears feel near, like somewhere back behind your eyes. If you notice those moments, see if there is any habitual clenching that you do in response, the tightening of your jaw or a holding of your breath. If you find yourself in a compressed time in your life, it may be very important that you keep protecting your tears. And it may be possible with practice to carefully seek out the kind of safe spaces and people with whom you can open this channel, breathe sigh, relax your shoulders and back, and allow the waves to come. If you are someone who cries regularly, you might offer a simple gratitude for your tears and for the life that is expressing itself through you and them. This is Dr. Jessica Tartaro with Under 10, a mini podcast on intimacy. Oh, 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 oh.